1: Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. On ECN, the captain's run with Cane Corns. Yeah, if you're just joining in this morning and tuning into us, I should say it's three minutes past 10 o'clock. It's 27 to 10 if you're on SENSA in Adelaide. The first hour dominated by the Christian Petrarcha news, which dropped on Wednesday. A seven-year extension taking him through until the end of 2029. He'll be 33. Was already contracted until the end of next year. And I was critical of what may happen. Similarly, what happened at Collingwood. Uh, in the coming years, so I thought, who better to get on and give us an expert view on it, because don't take my word for it. Uh, Matty Rendell joins me. He's been there, he's done that, he's put these deals together. Matty, thanks for your time, mate. Uh, No worries, can't Pleasure,
0: Marty. I don't know about that expert
1: stuff, but I'll give it my best. So what I I would be concerned about, and not a lot of people could have seen, or perhaps they could have, the Collingwood situation and the fallout for it and how dramatic it's been, Melbourne have committed such a large portion of their cap to a small group of players. What happens when a Cozzie Pickett or a Luke Jackson or a Bailey Fritch mm. comes out? There's not all that much to go around.
0: No, it's a it's a very good point, Kane. Um, look, I assume right here, right now, that probably may leave a Gorn, probably their highest paid players in their club. Mm. Um, they would know... I, I don't know off the top of my head how long they've got uh, left on their contracts, but I assume their next contracts, will, they'll come down. They were well paid to get them out of their clubs, obviously, Gold Coast and Adelaide with Lever and May. So uh, they had to pay them well to get them out. So I assume their next contract, they come down, which allows Petrarca to go up and obviously right. leave some room for uh, Jackson and Pickett are the two obvious ones. The problem with... They've tied him away, but the problem with Jackson and Pickett is that uh, they're in interstate as uh, obviously WA and South Australia and, and clubs there are going to come hard for them. So it's going kind to of drive their price up if they want to stay. Um, mm. So that's just something they're going to have to deal with then. But I suppose by the time they're commanding Big Doe, uh, you know, Gorn and, and May and be, will be you know, way down the pecking order. So that's how you try and work your list, especially when you're in the window like they are to uh, win a premiership. Uh, this year, you would assume uh, for the next few years, because I can't see too many of their players uh, retiring in the near future, uh, probably uh, maybe Gorn's the oldest, is he? Um, but I can't see too many of their players uh, retiring in the near future. So they've got a window for... Quite a few years here, so they'll um, yeah. It'll require some uh, tricky management of their uh, TPP salary cap, Kane.
1: Yeah, the the other one's Oliver, so he's re-signed, but only a short term. So he's twenty twenty three. Viney twenty twenty five.
0: Yeah, he's re-signed to take him to free agency. Yeah. So um, of course, if he keeps his form up, he goes to free agency. He's gonna you know he's gonna get offered quite a bit of dough elsewhere. So uh, I think. Oliver's a bit easier to replace than Petrarca, um, right here, right now. Um, Petrarca offers a lot more, certainly uh, from an offensive point of view, I would have
1: Forward, yeah. What, what was your initial reaction when, when you heard it? Uh, seven years. He's um, basically eight. It's it's a, it's a long yeah. time. It's, it's Dustin Martin. Yeah, it it's Buddy Franklin-esque. As,
0: yeah, same as Grundy's Grand, last year, really. He yeah. was yeah. seven, but he was way, only partway through his his last year so um look let's go back a little bit um alistair lynch signed a 10 yearer
1: that's right
0: uh at brisbane and they tried to get him or well, they needed a big name up there and um so that was how they enticed him i think it was about one point, uh, 000 a year for 10 years mm. now the first two years were diabolical because he had chronic fatigue and didn't play oh so that was looking like a bust but he ended up playing nine years and plays in three flags so it looks super Um, the Sydney situation is really different so this is a really different market to everywhere else in Australia and I think uh, after the 80s where they were hugely popular um, they had a really bad patch and then they get plugger into into the team and all of a sudden Sydney footies kicked up again and they must have realised then that we need a, a big, strong, high-marking goal-kicking forward for us to be popular in Sydney. Mm. So Plaga comes and goes, they get Barry Hall from Saints. He comes and goes, they get Buddy from um, from awesome. Hawthorne. So yeah. if you've been to a game there live uh, like I have, you would know that half the people who go to the footy in Sydney go to watch Buddy play. So his deal of 10 million or whatever it was over nine years technically is under because I think he brings in 10 to 15 million a year in income into that club through sponsorship membership, people through the gate and the like so that's been even though he hasn't played for the last two years I think it's still been a, a bonus for him. The only issue with the buddy contract is, is clearly they've back ended the last two years heaps Kane uh, because they couldn't get Hickey in without getting a lea a out, and that's how tight they are in the cap. And I could only assume when you look at their list profile that um, Buddy's got to be on on you know at least one and a half million in his last two years, which they back ended. Um, so, but that's been a, a bonus for him. The Grundy one yet to be seen, but he doesn't miss. He plays every week. when, when players sign long term contracts like that. I like to see them value-add. And when Mm. I say value-add, that's the buddy value-add. They bring people through the gate. uh, They're excitement machines. And and, uh, they bring in sponsorship and and supporters want to be around them. Um, Nothing against Grundy, but I don't think that's his Um, go. But it certainly is for Crackers and Buddies. And the other one, which is going to be coming up shortly, I'm I'm sure there'll be plenty of talk on that, is Josh Kelly GWS, you know, we're talking eight million over eight years. Mm. I'm not so sure that he value adds outside his great playing ability, Kane, and that's a worry for me, but I read yesterday that there's plenty of clubs interested in taking up the offer if, if GWS don't. Yeah, that's
1: a, that surprised me. He's not a, when you say value he's not a Toby Green, he's not a he's not a bums on seats sort of no. heart and soul type of player and, like Toby Green is.
0: And, and they've got Whitfield there and they've got K- Cornelio on big money. Uh, Whitfield's obviously and long-term, Cornelio. Whitfield, I'm not sure of his status, but he has to be well-paid. Mm, but they've yeah. got a bit of an issue, I think, because Tom Green has been outstanding and he's going to command Big Doe from them. And, and I'm worried that if they keep... Well, if you're a GWS supporter, that you do this deal with Kelly, where does, does it leave people like Tom Green mm. coming through Toronto and the like? So... Um, The other thing I was saying about about Buddy, too, don't forget how desperate they were to get Danaher to replace Buddy up in Sydney. So they understand where they're at there. So different market. But, uh, yeah, the the Josh Kelly one worries me from a GWS point of view about keeping some of their great young talent.
1: Let's get on to Collingwood because big news yesterday. List manager Ned Guy uh, is leaving now by his own accord, if you believe what you read, and he wanted to do that or told the club on the back of the trade period last year, so it's been in the works for a long time. What was your reaction to that news yesterday? Not surprising?
0: Uh, no, it wasn't surprising. Um, I haven't spoken to anyone about it or anyone at, at Collingwood, but, um, you know, it was, a, it was a disaster. Not of all his own making uh, the last um, trade period. You know, that was a, that was a list management uh, monumental stuff up, not only over one year, but two or three years. Everyone has to take responsibility for that. After list management, he was trying to uh, manage the outcome best he could. Now, he didn't have much many cards to deal with because everyone knew it was a fire sale. <laughs> so, so um, you know, but ultimately, uh, well, is he in responsible? I think the footy manager's the one who's ultimately responsible. List manager does all the groundwork, really. Um, so the, the, the footy manager signs off on TPP. Uh, salary cap type stuff and has to sign off on trades and contracts as well um we we heard uh quarter come up and out and say that you know they disagreed with doing grundy's contract which is a bit surprising coming from the new president but um but it wasn't surprised i just look um ned's uh background is in finance and and I think that's why they got him in to try and fix up the TPPs. That, that <laughs> um, but um, my experience was that he didn't watch much footy. And, and right. look, people are coming into the club in in um, you know recruiting, list management. You have to love watching all sorts of footy. You know, I know you're like me, Kane. You know, yeah. I watch AFL, BFL. I watch women's. Uh, under-18s, I'll go to the local clubs and watch them play. Uh, I'll, any greater football, I'll, I'll go and watch. So I don't think Ned was that keen on watching a lot of footy. And I feel, so from that point of view, I thought it was a really poor appointment by Jeff Walsh, to tell the truth. Mm. And no surprise, it's ended up like it's ended up. The biggest problem for Collingwood is they've got one recruiter there, Derek Hyde, still doing all the heavy lifting um I don't think there's anyone else there. You know, Adam Shepard's gone. I've gone. Don Malisi went to um, Bulldogs. So I don't know whether... Obviously, right, has got a great recruiting background, so he's all over that sort of stuff. But And the other the thing that might not be so damaging for him is that, um, you know, obviously, Josh Dacos is... Probably, you know, it looks like he's got to go number one. So all their points are going to go um, for Josh Dacos. So they Mm. won't have any picks second, third round unless they do some maneuverings. And, you know, they're probably trying to pick a player or two right at the back end of the draft.
1: Mm. Yeah, fascinating to see the fallout from it. It's been extraordinary... we did foresee it, but perhaps not to this level during the trade radio period, which you were all over. Just just a word on the game. Uh, Nathan Buckley confirmed that Darcy Moore will go back. Um, pretty disruptive for uh, <laughs> you know, arguably their best player.
0: Well, actually, speaking about long-term, if there was a long-term contract I would do, I'd do it for Darcy Moore. I'd right? do him a seven-year. His uh, value adds Darcy Moore. Uh, people go watch him play when he's at his best. Those first three games of the year, Obviously, mm. uh, mm. favourite for the brow. Like mm. you know? um, he, he's exciting whether he plays back or forward. You know, um, I think he can po- play forward in a better system. Um, you know, even Pendle said he wouldn't like to play in our forward line. <laughs> it wasn't, mm. wasn't a good push, was it? <laughs> um, so uh, look, he's well suited in defence. Uh, he, he really does shore him up. He can play talls and smalls. He looked spectacular. They really uh, sucked all the goodness out of him, came moving him forward and then back and not quite know what to do. He looked completely lost last week, what to do. So, yeah, settling back, playing the rest of the year in defence, get that part right, try and see this year's gone and try and set up for next year um, with their defenders and get some uh, unity back there. And next year, if a... If they, they're obviously going to be on the lookout for a key forward, you won't be able to get one because their salary cap won't allow it. But, mm. um, you know, if you can get a really good key back somewhere, they're, they're normally a bit easier to get. Maybe you can push more forward again and ruck with uh, Grundy. That's a great tandem, Moore and Grundy in the ruck. That'll cause uh, massive headaches in the ruck and forward. So um, he's one I would do a seven-year for.
1: Well, there you go. Pies fans, do you agree? Let us know your thoughts on that. Join in. Hey, uh, Matty, thanks so much for your time and your insights this morning. No worries, Cain. Pleasure, mate. And if you're listening to us uh, in Adelaide on SENSA, Footy SA is back this Sunday. It's on Channel 9 in Adelaide, but also on SENSA. You can download the SEN app. That will be Matthew Rendell and myself wrapping up what is set to be a massive showdown, all thanks to our good friends at Sip and Safe. So tune in for that one. Uh, Line's available right now if you want to have your say. one three hundred seven three six seven three six 736 736 is the number. Uh, Yesterday I said that uh, Toby Green was a top-five player in the game as things happen you, you, you talk for two and a half hours every morning you, Toby Green comes up and you sort of casually speak about it and I said yeah I reckon he's a top five player in the game then the, the digital gurus put it on social media and everyone sort of loses their mind about it they either agree or disagree that's the way it sort of works but I think he genuinely is a top five player in the game isn't he I'm not working walking away from those comments yesterday so it's not an easy exercise to do But but right now if you're going to if you're going to do it, the top five players in the game, for me, Martin, Bonson, Peli, Petrarca, and people say, oh, you didn't want to give Petrarca a nine-year deal. No, I still take nothing away from his football. I think he's been unbelievable. So they're the three. And it's hard to do it when you've got injured players. Like I think Dangerfield is a top five player in the game, so I've put him in there. I know he's injured, so recency bias, you lose it. But... This time last year, what Dangerfield was doing on a footy field forward and the midfield was was top five, so I've kept Dangerfield in there and Green, perhaps with the shout-out to Max Gorn, who could replace Dangerfield if he had an injury clause in there. Let us know your top five players in the game, and is Toby Green at that level? I don't have a key position player in there, which disappoints me because it is dominated by the midfield, but such is the difficulty of playing that position. It's hard to get consistency in those roles. 80 minutes past 10, you can have your say. You can do it on the other side of this. Get involved. It's the captain's run on your home of sport. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi-finals. all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.